Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Good morning, millennials. How you doing? Hi. Guys, I'm here with Olivia today. I don't hey. know if we explicitly told the toaster that you were going to be Wednesday's episode in studio with me, because you know this week is a bag of, of randomness. A bag of fun. No, I just posted on my Instagram story that I was on the toast, so... Uh, Mostly to share that I'm wearing my natural curly hair on the toast, which is I literally the first time I've ever publicly done anything with my natural hair. What, like I talk showered. to us about this decision. Well, because I woke up this morning, I had so much to do. I didn't really have that much time. I showered and like, obviously, if you have curly hair or just in general, you know, like when you start blow drying your hair and then ironing it, you start sweating. Like I wasn't in the mood to come here sweating. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'm just... I'm going for gold. Like, I'm just going to embrace who I am. No, I but do you, I don't think we've ever done the toast together in studio. Not here. Not ever. No, Not like ever? maybe maybe a long time ago. Yeah, like in the, you know, pink background, yeah. first toast studio. We definitely did it together when definitely. Claudia was on tour. But definitely not in the last five years. Agreed. And certainly not in this studio. And the only reason why I fully know that is because I get to sit in Claudia's seat, which is more my side. And Got so it. like when I replace you and I sit over there, like I'm always 100% more uncomfortable because like I, my body doesn't turn that way, you know? Yeah. Claudia got the good side when we started the show seven years ago. And it's fine. I've made this side my own and now I like it. Yeah. No, you can rock anything. So you're good. No, I, I yeah, it is what it is. If I had like could, if I had my druthers seven years ago, I would have chosen that side, but it yeah. was more important to her. Everyone knows. Yeah, there's something about this side. Like, if you ever look, I, people actually notice it sometimes. I've gotten, like, a few comments about it, but, like, you'll never catch me in a photo on that side. I'm either in the middle or, like, on this side. Got it. I just, it, it's not comfortable You don't have me. a reason for that? I'm telling you, it's because my body only turns this way. <laughs> You're like Zoolander. Way. I just, like, I can't. I don't know. It's just always been my thing, and... It is what it is. It is what it is. Well, I'm so glad that you're here. We haven't pod. We actually we podcasted together a few months ago, but it was audio only. So yeah. Now we're in my studio, flamingos, which is just a fun treat. Claudia's totally. in LA podcasting from Dear Media Studios, and we're just having a, a nice random week. Yeah, you know, like I also never wear pink, and like only when I come on the toast, I'll right, wear pink to right. like match the vibe. I feel like I have to like get into character. Yeah, no, pink is very toasty. I'm wearing green, which is also toasty. Toasty. But, um, it's crazy that, like, you're wearing pink and I'm not. No, I know. And if you know, like, the last time I was on the toast with Claudia, I wore pink, too. And those are probably the last two times that I've worn pink. What do you, you know? think? Are you feeling like you want to wear more pink? Um, it's such a great color. It is such a great color. I just also really love this sweatshirt. So, yeah, I made sure to wash it last night. But, like, with these, you can't really dry them. So it had to be, like, washed and hang-dried. So it was, like, a whole thing of Once getting Once they ready. dry, they lose their magic. Yeah, yeah. I need to, like, 
not wash them at all, but like I get spit up on them. Like, oh, I'm disgusting. Yeah. So it doesn't work out. Every time I leave the house, I look down and I'm like, how does this have a fucking stain on it? Like every, every, everything I own has stain on it. Permanent stain, stain that happened in this minute. Honestly, like I'm shocked that I don't have like coffee all over me right now. You know? Yet. Yet. It's still, the morning is still young. This is actually my second coffee today already. Oh. But I raided your fridge for some coffee because- you need coffee. You need coffee to do the toast. And that's what we're going to do today. We have a great show for you guys today. We have five stories, you know, a lot of similar stories in the news this week, which is going to be more fun to talk about today because I want to get your take on a few of the most popular stories. And we're going to do Dear Toasters. And I feel like everybody needs Olivia's advice in their life. I couldn't think of a better host to accompany me for Dear I'm Toasters. I'm so excited. And I it's wonder, a lot of pressure, you know? It is. But I feel like, I wonder if we're going to give the same advice because if we don't, then it's less pressure because it's like you got both yeah, now do what you want. Paths, now you choose. Uh, so I wonder if we're going to be the same. The thing about Dear Toasters is like when you initially hear a story, I feel like, or a situation, you have like an instant reaction. And then like the more you ruminate on it, like yeah, you, you kind of come through. to Yeah, that's a like a, talking with a friend. 100%. You got to yeah. talk things through. That's yeah. what we're here to do. Yeah, I mean, talk away, girly. I will. So we're going to get into all that. But before we do, let's catch up with Altivia. How are you doing? What's doing new with okay. you I'm since we last in. saw you? Well, today is actually a very special day because today is my Levi's birthday. Happy birthday, Yay. Lee. My baby is one. Um, and honestly, like I could cry talking about it only because like it's gone by so fast. And I think I've said this before, but everybody's always like, you know, enjoy it. Soak it all in. It goes by so fast. And it is like such annoying advice. Then when you really think about it, it goes by so fast. And I'm just like, where did the time go? You yeah. Know? Yeah. And I feel like for me both and any child baby born period is a miracle. But like my two pregnancies were so different and for their own, you know, reasons had their own situations. And so like when I just can't believe it's a year already and I'm so excited to celebrate. So I'm excited yeah. to celebrate too. I'm excited to give Levi his gift. I'm not going to spoil it, but I'll let everyone know. Yeah. Later on. Yeah, I know what it is. I told you? No. How do you know? Because I brought your packages in and it was so obvious. Oh, I know. That's so annoying. I wanted to surprise you. I know. You. It's sick. It's actually the most epic gift ever. Like, you're so creative, you know? Darn, darn, darn. I know. Okay. Like, literally, when I rolled up, I'm like, what the hell is this? And I'm like, it could only be a birthday present for Levi. But you saw that I have it. Oh, wait, no. No, no, no. What you think you saw, it was not Levi's birthday oh, present. Oh, really? Yeah, because I know what you, th there was like a Vespa. Yeah. That's not his present. Oh, okay. I don't know. That was a baby gift Um, for Charlie. I don't know who sent it. It wasn't on my registry. And that's a very cool gift. So I need to find out who sent that. Yeah. That is not Levi's present. Okay. Surprise, surprise. But, but you did bring in Levi's present, oh, okay, too. Oh, I don't know what it is. Um, and okay. I'm so excited. You don't know what it is. <laughs> we'll tell the people later what you got. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. now the surprise is intact. Yeah. It's intact. But that Vespa was sick. I was yeah. like, this is so cool. Yeah. I mean, Levi's welcome to play with it. I'm um, sure he will. I mean, Kayla, I'm sure actually will take it. Yeah. Because, yeah. But that's so funny. Okay, I took no. Michaela to the store yesterday to go buy a birthday present for Levi. And she picked out a book for him and she picked out, um, this like kind of like wooden laptop desk situation, which was super cute. And so she gave it to him this morning. And when we opened it up, she grabbed the book and she's like, this is mine. 
And I'm like, well, she picked it out. Girly pop. It ain't yours. But like she picked it out because she liked it. Yeah. And so now it's like, wait, but it was for someone else. That's a hard concept to wrap your head around. It is. It is. Like like gift giving. I know. And I probably like did it all wrong because I also let her pick out a gift for herself that I bought her yesterday. And I was like, this one's yours and these are for Levi. She only saw a gift and she saw her and And that's it. Everything she thinks is hers, you know, even Harry's thing she thinks. it's mine. That's her favorite. Yeah, literally. So yeah, it's a special day, 1018. And obviously I feel like, you know, when I shared that Levi was born last year, I never told anybody I was pregnant. So right. it was like crazy town. Yeah. And like, can you believe we're a year from that? Yeah, it does feel like a year though. Does it? Yeah, for me. Oh, that's cool. It does not for me. But I also feel like the reason why it does is because I was actually thinking about this this morning. The first year of your baby's life is shorter than the nine months that you're pregnant with them. Like the pregnancy just feels so long. And I feel like because you really like got pregnant, like the month after Levi was born, I feel like that's why it feels like long. A year because yeah. it's, it's been a long year for me. Right. Yeah. A hundred percent. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I'm excited to celebrate. Yeah, me too. Happy birthday. Happy Thanks. one year of motherhood, like of, you know. Of being a boy mom. No, one, like the first year of baby's life, whether it's your first, second or whatever, like is a milestone for mama too. A hundred percent. So it's a celebration for you getting through year one, which is a crazy year. It is a crazy year. But I feel like right after kind of like six, seven months, which for Levi was when he started like sleeping through the night, that's when the tide turned. The first six months are so hard. Even if you get your kid to sleep at like three months, like it is very difficult just in general. And when you're in it, it feels like it's so much and then it goes so fast and you're like, how did I even get through it? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we're through it. One year, baby. Yay. Yay. Okay. So let's get into the stories. I'm so eager to get your take on all things pop culture right now. Yeah. You know, I am like an adjacent pop culture girly. So I don't even like really know how much I can say because I don't like know anything about anything, but I know things. I love, I like a different vantage point, like someone who's not so in it. Like what, does someone, you know, who has other interests, hobbies, yeah. think about some of these stories that are taking over our lives? A hundred percent. So today's episode is brought to you by Skims. You guys, we love Skims. Skims is creating the next generation of underwear from every for everybody. It's so true. I wear Skims in my everyday life. Their fits everybody collection literally fits everybody. I love the scoop bralette in all their different colors, onyx, sand, clay, their t-shirts. They fit so well. They're so flattering. The fits everybody collection of underwear is super lightweight and molds to your body. Finding the right underwear is something everyone has to go through at a certain point in their life. And you can just skip over all that work and go straight to the skims. Fits everybody underwear because it is the best underwear. The buttery soft fabric stretches to twice its size without ever losing shape, meaning you get a perfect fit every time. And it's available in sizes XXS to 4X. Do people call it XSX? That's a mouthful. Extra, extra small? Yeah, I guess I could have just said extra, extra small. Yeah. Anyways, you should believe the hype. Skims has over 90,000 five-star reviews for a reason. The Fits Everybody collection and more perfect fit essentials are available now at skims.com. Plus, you can get free shipping on orders over $75. After you place your order, be sure to let them know we sent you the toast. Select podcast in the survey and be sure to select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. You guys, please do that. Well, first of all, get your Skims because it's life-changing and everybody needs like great, solid, well-made staples in their life. But then also let them know, yeah, girl sent you so that um credit by the way that's such a good ad for the toast because like I own skims undies and I feel like after your mom like your belly just hangs like I'm sorry it just does and like it you need that material to like 
suck you in, but that's comfortable because yeah. you have to wear underwear all day. You yeah, know? it needs to be like, f- like fitted and snatched, and snatched, but you need to be comfortable. comfortable. And yeah, that's no, literally that's what Skims is. Fitted and snatched, but comfortable, I feel like, is like the MO of this family, you know, yeah. like in how you want to live your life. So. Yeah. Our episode today is also brought to you by Game Time. You guys, we love Game Time here at The Toast because we love concerts. We now love sports. And Game Time is the place to go to to get your tickets. I've had so many frustrating ticket buying experiences in my life. There was a time in my life I was literally going to like three concerts a week. And I wish that I had been using Game Time at that time because they have the best last minute tickets. They have such good deals. I never got a good deal on some of the other services. Like I I was just, I feel like I was just getting least yeah it's so much better to buy it last minute actually too because who can make plans these days so true and you shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports music comedy and theater events near you with killer last minute deals all in prices views from your seat and their best price guarantee game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets so you want to go to the game time app check out upcoming events in your area like concerts we love sports as we said we need to go to some sporting events down here we have so many teams that we can support by the way a hundred percent and you know what I always say ever since we moved to Florida the Florida teams have been amazing I know and it makes you think it makes you think you know like it's literally and you're just getting into sports like it's all the things all combined you know right so game time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase you can see the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive I love that I hate having to like hold my breath like what are these seats that I bought Game time makes it so easy. 100%. You can take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Toast for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Toast T O A S T for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Guaranteed. We love when things are guaranteed. I love you guys. Are you ready for the stories? I'm ready, baby. Let's do it. Okay. The first two stories like have the world by the balls today. Um, Ooh, okay. Pop culture world, actually. I should <laughs> I should state. Yes. Because there are other things going on. But first, Marin Morris files for divorce from Ryan Hurd after five years of marriage. So documents obtained by People confirm that she filed on October 2nd in Tennessee, citing irreconcilable differences as the reason for the divorce. This is like shocking to me. Yeah. Documents state that the pair who share a three and a half year old son, Hayes, have been separated since the filing date, which is like two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. A parenting seminar was ordered by a judge on July 25th and indicated that Morrison Heard would have 60 days from the date of their filing um, to uh, filing their complaint to complete the seminar. But on July 25th. Documents indicate that Morris successfully completed a four hour parenting skills seminar on October 14th. That's weird. That is weird. On July 25th. What is that? uh, The seminar. It's a requirement for all uh, divorce cases involving children in this county that they filed in. Got it. Okay. So maybe there was another filing? No, but like if so, it started, things were moving on July 25th. Got it. But then the the divorce filing happened on October 2nd. Official papers. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the reasons I obviously saw this news and then so I started to try to sleuth around. So neither of them have made a statement yet. This is like purely just in the news. They found the docs. Exactly. Number one. They got and away then, with it for two weeks. Yeah. But also Ryan Hurd had posted something, I think like September 20th, like this almost like love letter to Marin and her new music that was like really supportive and loving husband-esque. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, based on the information that you're sharing, if things had gone awry, like come July, like it's so interesting that he did that in September. Yeah. You know? Well, I feel like 
you know, things take a while to deteriorate, especially if you have a child, like I'm sure you're trying to make it work, trying to make it work. And like, even if they filed on October 2nd, like things were probably bad for a while. Yeah. But I could imagine a world where like he respects her so much as a musician and like as a person, because yeah. they both are musicians people, where yeah. it's like, okay, maybe you didn't work out as my wife, but like, I support what you're doing. And you know, she made this big statement with her music and with herself, like saying yeah. she was leaving country music. And so uh, he must have very much agreed with everything she was saying and like wanted to come out and speak so out for her. her. Yeah. I mean, I think my take on the situation having absolutely zero context. So I obviously say that up front. Um, I think it's probably very hard to be in a relationship where you both kind of started here together. Like they met writing a song together where they were both um, really unknown. And then like her like star rose really fast and mm -hmm. like he just didn't take off in the way that she did. I actually personally like a lot of his music um, and I, he he's a great musician, but obviously like he never, you know, He's not like Luke Combs level of country, right? Or of just music in general. He's kind of, I would say, you know, doing his own thing and maybe more of a, I think he's a songwriter also. Like he's, I know he's also written some Lady A songs, I think. Um, not a hundred percent sure of that, but I'm, I'm almost positive on that. Um, so I would just imagine it's really hard to be in a relationship like that where someone is like so much more famous than the other, but you both kind of started at the same place and both wanting that, you know, because yeah. like she was on tour and like, he was just kind of following along. And I think, you know, I think he probably did as good of a job as he could supporting her for as long as like his heart could take, but there has to be some level of jealousy there. You know, how do you really deal with that? Yeah, well, they're the last of a of three country couples that were in this position. So first was Casey Musgraves and Rustin Kelly. And it was yeah. the exact same thing. Like she's more successful, but they both do the same thing. Kelsey Ballerini and Morgan Evans, yeah. who also bit the dust last year. And now more Marin and Ryan. And I feel like when the other couples, you know, divorced, we compared them to the other ones in the yeah. situation. And Claudia and I like always said, you know, who does such a good job of like, even though it's, not equal in terms of success they support and they love each other and they're yeah having a successful also marriage carly parse michael ray oh yeah but that yeah. was like that crashed and burned like real that, fast yeah yeah, I, yeah but then and then her star really took yeah, off yeah but that wasn't like a, a six that's not it's this. a successful marriage and also they got married at all like the same time yeah. and they were all it was just very similar situations. So yeah. I hate to like, you know, generalize and be like, you know, the men can't handle the women's success. I do think that plays a part in it, but I really felt like Marin and Ryan, um, I'm on first name basis with both of them. <laughs> I really, I, I felt it was different in with them. this situation. Like, I don't think that's it. Okay. Okay. That's super fair. But that's that's the only like, thing that I can you know, get, I, glean no, no, from I'm this, sure you know? it doesn't help things. Like yeah. it can never be helpful when two yeah. people are trying to do the same thing. And one of them is having more success than the other. Like yeah. that's hard, but I don't think that's the only reason like it was in some of those other ones. I think the other thing that's different about this one than the others is that they do have a child together. True. Yeah. They have a son. But maybe that's also why they held on longer. Right. A hundred percent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, honestly, I hope that, you know, I hope that they navigate this as amicably as possible and that ultimately they are both happy. Yeah. And that's based it. on, you know, the statement he put out when they were clearly getting a divorce, he has love and respect for her and it's not nasty yeah. as of now. Yeah. Sometimes people just don't work out, but that doesn't mean that they absolutely hate each other, you know? Yeah. It's very rare, but I think that, you know, some people are capable of that, which kudos to them. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, damn. Damn. Rip. I mean, I think that on both sides, there'll be some new music coming out about it. No? Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. So we wait and see.
Yes, another bit of relationship news that kind of has the world shook because Sophia Bush is in a new relationship with Ashlyn Harris. They both had their first date a few weeks ago and they're both beginning new chapters because they're both recently divorced. So a few weeks ago, Sophia Bush like made waves because she was getting divorced. It didn't really like mean anything to me because I'm not like a follower of hers and I didn't watch that show she was on. Yeah. One Tree Hill. Yeah, I only know her. I think she's on one of the Chicago, Chicago Med or something like that. Because yeah. you know that's more my vibe is like the dramas, you know? Yeah, no, but like yeah. for some people like, Sophia Bush is there. Um, Beverly Mitchell. No, stop. <laughs> That's so funny. Did you watch yesterday's episode of The Toast? No. Oh my God, Jackie Schimmel was on and there was literally a five minute conversation about Beverly Mitchell because Jackie Schimmel had just run into her at Erwan. Oh, and when she brought Claudia the smoothie, which yeah. like that clip I did see um, and it was absolutely hilarious. No, I was going to say like Rachel Bilson, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Misha Barton, like that yeah. vibe, 100%. Um, so and Beverly people, Mitchell is just a, like maybe five years prior. No, you know? no, Beverly, some people's Beverly Mitchell yeah, some is Sophia Bush. And <laughs> honestly for Jackie Schimmel, it was. <laughs> Um, so people were really shook about the news about her divorce and now they're shook once again because she is spending time with professional soccer player Ashlyn Harris. So a source told people that after being friends for years and running in the same circles, Sophia and Ashlyn went out on their first dinner date a couple weeks ago. This is so recent and they are both beginning new chapters. It's also worth noting that Ashlyn Harris is a female soccer player from the women's soccer national yep. team and she made waves of her own because she was married to one of her teammates. Right, right, right. And they-, they and they got divorced. Yep. Um, it began a few months ago and they've been living apart since the summer. So on both sides, fans of both parties are like, you know, sh shook by the news. Yeah. No, I, this would be another one where I would be interested. I don't know if you have the data, but like on the timeline, because I think I saw that Sophia Bush, she announced her divorce like in the last like 10 days or so. Um, and she had only been married for 13 months. I think, or something like that. Okay. Um, and then when was the other divorce announced and how long were they married for? Um, I guess it doesn't really matter. I think this is great. Listen, ultimately, it kind of goes back to the Marin of it all, which is like, if you're not happy in your relationship, go find your happiness. Like, seriously. I mean, you know? it doesn't go back to Marin. That would like just be... No, no, I'm just saying general. I'm trying to tie it together to the first story that yeah. goes for everybody everywhere. Like, if you're not happy in your relationship, go find your happiness. Yeah. You also, um, Ashlyn has two kids with her ex. So there's a lot going on here. Yeah, there is. Um, the source said that Sophia and Ashlyn were friends for 10 years and bonded during. Hold on. There's so many. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope. There's so many intricacies because the know. story that I saw was that Too they went no. to dinner with Stacey London. Oh, and is no, that in that article? This was about Sophia and her husband were friends for 10 years and bonded during COVID through their love of community service. So oh, I guess okay. Like, and then they got married. Then they got married. Then they got divorced. Got it. Yeah. Sometimes people are better off being friends. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm interested to see how this all unfolds, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I feel like the U S women's soccer team, we were like such soccer girlies as kids. You guys ever talk about that on the toast? Like we did travel soccer every weekend. We were so no, because like we all played soccer, but I feel like when I think of soccer, like I, I don't feel soccer like is us, not Claudia. Yeah. 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 Even yeah. though she played too and Margot played too, but like we played together. Yeah. And we played a long time. Yeah. We yeah. played until high, until in we moved. high school yeah. and then we played in high school. Yeah. True. Yeah. And we played on the same team. Yeah. yeah. So that's why it's like our thing. No yeah. offense, Claudia Margot. Yeah. But then I went to tennis. No, but tennis was also our thing. Was it and a different to, season? No, no, but we played we both? all throughout growing up. Uh, yeah, no, no, I know. I'm just saying like in high school sports, like my high school sports memories are me playing tennis. Yeah. But I guess I played soccer too, but I don't know. It's not, 
It's not as at the forefront of my mind. Playing tennis in high school isn't as, I think we had to choose. You probably chose tennis and I chose soccer. I think that's exactly right. Yeah. 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 Look at us, sports. We're so sporty. sporty. People don't like, I feel like, you know, uh, also people like say that, but I, and we don't talk about it that much, but we were so sporty. We were such tomboys. We were such tomboys. We wore like sweatbands for And you would just never believe it. You would never believe it. Because also it's not like we're the sportiest now, but even still, like if I'm, you know, in an intramural league. Yeah. When that happens, like I'm crushing it. Everyone's always so shocked at how athletic I am. Yeah, even when we were at AOL, we played. Yeah, that's right. Softball, I'm, kickball? Both. Both. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, totally. I think that. I met um, Zach because I was in an intramural corporate league. A hundred percent. Um, yeah, we were, we have really always been sports girlies and also just not to like tie it and make it full circle, but it really is when you're talking about like intramural leagues, like that just made me think of camp. Like we were so athletic at camp, you know, always playing sports and running and doing things like kids naturally do at camp. So it all ties together. But we were also like the top of the heap. Like, yeah, sure. Everybody has to play sports and like go to sports activities, but like we were, you know, starters, we were captains, like we were those girls. A hundred percent. And that's worth clarifying. I think that that We also, weren't like riding the bench. No, we were not riding the bench. We I was first singles all four years of high school. That's why like tennis is so at the forefront of my mind. And now that I'm trying to get back into it, it's like really disappointing how bad I am because I didn't play for 10 years. Yeah, that's something that goes quickly. Tennis. Yeah. I mean, honestly, we did a lot of things as kids that we kind of gave up and I truly regret it. You know, yeah. like piano. We played the piano forever. I can like, I can play heart and soul. Yeah. We, we were playing like concertos. Like, people don't know that you were, like, a like cello teen phenomenon, you know? I don't know about phenomenon, but, but you I were played phenomenon. the cello. But you were so good at it. I don't remember being, like, so good. It was I just, bigger like, than you. Yeah, but I just remember, like, playing, you know, I no, took no. my lessons and I was No, fine. we were really good. You were really good. That's really nice. No, you were. Thanks. I think also Olivia because- played the clarinet. Okay, I played the clarinet for one year. I played the violin for, like, two years. I played the guitar for five years. And I played the piano for like nine or 10. Who's counting? No, because I think about it a lot now where it's like, oh my God, I wish I still had those skills. And even if I just like kept up with it once a month, like I'd be better than the zero I fucking am now. Yeah. Yeah. And I, that's, it's also at the forefront of my mind now that I think about like what my kids are going to get into and like, how can I just really prove to them if you do something like just kind of make it part of your personality and don't just do it. And then like drop it when you're 15 because by the time you get to be 32 like you'll regret it you know yeah Yeah. life lessons life lessons well our next story is about taylor swift and travis kelsey but i have a lot of things to say because uh travis travis um they went out you saw their weekend in new york city right some of it yeah so saturday night they went to dinner at nobu then they both guested on snl for a second then they went to the after party On Sunday, he went to the Jets game to see his brother play. He left her apartment, and then they went out to dinner again. Was he wearing an outfit similar to what you were wearing now when he left out her apartment? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. This is like Jets. What did I say? Jets coded. Yeah. AKA, it's Jets colors. Yeah. No, honestly, there's so much it's hard to keep up with. That's why I'm like some. And now that you're repeating everything, I'm like, okay, yes. I, I saw Nobu. I saw, I heard about SNL. I didn't see it. I saw him coming out of her apartment in a green kind of like tracksuit vibe, I mm-hmm. think. Um, so you're, it's, I, it's like hard to keep up because it's everywhere, but I don't even like effing know what's going on. Well, what's the craziest thing about it? Like, of course, he's the best tight end in the league, but he's also a podcaster. And so every week he has to do a podcast with his brother and like yeah. talk about their lives. So like every week he is like addressing 
things that are happening. And yeah. so he talked about, he's denying pushing her security guard because in the videos of them walking, like he lightly taps the security guard. He said, I didn't push him. I placed my hand on the gentleman's back to let him know I was behind him. And also like to let him know like, bro, I'm taking the lead here. He said, if I would have pushed him, he probably would have turned around and tased me a hundred percent. Yeah. No. Can we go back to the podcast for a second? Yes. Um, and I also just want to talk about the brothers Kelsey because I just started the documentary Kelsey, yeah. which you watch and that you loved. Loved. Yeah. And I and also I to, yeah. want to get your layperson's opinion of this couple. Yeah. Okay. So much to unpack there. So let me start. Um, I'll start with the brothers Kelsey because truthfully the funny thing and I don't know how far you are in the documentary so just let me speak freely okay that's fine yeah it's not really gonna be spoiled they really started the documentary about Jason about Jason the brother because he was like going to retire yeah um and so the documentary is really about him like figuring out you know his post-retirement life strategy so they started the podcast thinking that the podcast was going to be like something for him to do after he wasn't going to play. So it's like, it's just so funny how like life happens that way, because now I think they're more in the spotlight than ever before. And they have this platform, which I think is great because you get to hear from them directly first person wise on everything that's going on instead of all the media speculation with like fake information. My real question on this entire situation, though, getting back to Travis is like, really, it makes me think that they've been together a lot longer than people think. Because they're being so public now. It just happens so fast, you know? Yeah. There's just like, you know, and you know, like when you're dating somebody new, like you try to keep it under wraps because you don't know where it's going to go. Like, yeah. I just feel like for both of them, you know, obviously he had his own e-show and has been very open about like dating in his life, but like she is the complete freaking opposite. So something to me makes me feel like they have been hanging out for a while and when he put his tweet out, I think it was a tweet about, you know, wanting to see her um, on tour. Like that kind of got think the. They were hanging out before that? Yes, I do. Oh. I do. I don't think so. And typically I would agree with you. Like they need to be together and like, you know, very solid for a long time before they're going to go public. That's how I feel about like Kylie and Timothy. Like yeah. they. But I don't feel that way about this. Like I feel like they had a few dates, they really enjoyed each other. And. There's no really keeping this under wraps, especially if she like wants to go to his games and like try and have like a normalish relationship and support her boyfriend. Right. And I think that they're both also, I think they're so into each other and just like in this like honeymoon phase and they're also loving how much people are loving it. And it's like, yeah. you know what? Why not date publicly? Even if it ends badly, it's it was so, fun while it lasted. It's so much fun. Yeah. It's fun for everyone. I don't, yeah. No, listen, I see both sides. I think that it could be 100% both. That is just like one conspiracy, I guess, that I that I feel could be true because of just the way that it absolutely happened so overnight. And it's, it's not even that, yes, it's so public. It's her Taylor being with his mom in the box. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, you don't really meet someone's parents a week after dating them or a month even, you know, like it's, it's so fast on so many levels. Yeah. But, but I, I do think it's really fun. I think it's like exciting. I think, listen, I'm not from the Swifties. Like I like her music, but I'm just not, you know, I didn't go to her concert and I, I think like what she does is great. Like, don't get me wrong. Like I like her music. I'm, but my personality is like, I'm not super fan dummy, you know? Yeah, so like, yeah, I'm yeah. just not like, unless I'm a Swifty. No, I just like, sync. I like some, unless it's in sync. I, if they, are they going back on tour? Did that So come I out? think they're feeling, they're putting out feelers. Like they put out this song. I will for be the in the trolls. front row. You will. I, Jackie, the Stanhood lives on. I will get a game time tickets and I will fucking be there. 
Wow. Okay, well, you know what? That's actually a great segue to our next story if we put Taylor and Travis to bed. Yeah, no, the one thing I wanted to address about Taylor and Travis is I love that the Beckham documentary came out as this is going on because it's literally the equivalent 20 years ago it's without true. social media. And it's just so interesting. I had like the same thought when I just watched Beckham. played out without like with just like the traditional media amplifying it versus like today's day and age and like social media helping to amplify it. But I remember like I was ride or die Spice Girls also. I was like, what, you know, seven or eight when they were dating. And like, I I remember where I was. Like, I remember the feeling, but like it, you, you there was no access to news. It was like, you're like reading the newspaper. Well, like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was just so, something that you knew was happening and it was felt like epic and awesome because really and it's so funny because the documentary is so much about him but like she was like the star for all of us you know like, yeah we're all like watching for her us girlies yeah a hundred percent so we can also talk about the Beckham documentary another one that I absolutely love I just finished it it was so good I had the same thought that yeah. like Posh and Bex are like Taylor and Travis and so it would be the equivalent of Taylor and Travis getting married having four children and being together for over 20 years like that's fucking crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. No, it's absolutely crazy. <laughs> My gut is that that's not going to happen, but I would love to be wrong about that. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Well, and the reason why is because you can actually see what a good marriage that David and Victoria have, despite the highs and lows that they've had, which, and honestly, I thought that the documentary did a really good job of like, I think that Victoria Beckham is like such an incredible woman and mom. Like yeah. what she like put up with so that her husband could live his dream, even though she was a huge star. And then also I, I felt like the documentary actually didn't really give her a chance to talk about how she's like built this incredible fashion line and is still like, you know, just as big, a very big name on her own. Um, but you know, it all also goes, all the stories are tied together because it goes back to soccer. I feel like David Beckham coming here and playing soccer just made like soccer cool all around, you know? Um, Yeah. Because that's like not really our sport in America. You know, it's so crazy how the whole world, like, and I was reading that a lot of the experts were on Beckham. Like if you read their titles, it's like they wrote books like about the history of soccer, you know, how soccer explains the world, like how soccer is a part of world wars. Like they stop wars to play their soccer game. Yeah. And like for us here in the U S it's just like irrelevant, ugly. (laughs) Literally. We're like football. And we're obsessed with football. Yeah. Do you think that they will ever be a successful U S part? Like, soccer endeavor there's trying in Miami right now like yeah, they're trying so in Miami. like that's how the documentary ends David is a part of the Miami team they have Lionel Messi he just won the world cup he's the biggest but he's soccer leaving player. in 2025 like he already said he's done he's is here he's for retiring? two years and he's out no I just think not resigning okay I think he's just going like back to Europe okay yeah um I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of excitement for it. You know, the pink jerseys and stuff. Yeah, no, they've done a really good job branding wise. It's like electric. But you just can't get people to care. Like getting people to care about things that they don't care about is really impossible. Yeah, but that's why I think it's so funny because growing up, like soccer is such a core sport for kids to play. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's also like lacrosse. Like yeah, talk but then about that, a but dead that, end. Right. The professional <laughs> leagues are not a, but I, I actually think whereas I don't know about lacrosse, but like soccer feels like it has an opportunity right now. Right now, but also in general, like there is, you know, soccer at the Olympics, like you can have a professional career in soccer. I do think like professional lacrosse players also have other jobs. Oh, they do. I think that they make more of their money from their job than they do paying. Yeah, it's like a hobby. Yeah. But it's like growing up, like it's the most competitive sport. And then it just peters out. Even in college, it's pretty competitive, like depending on where you go to school. A hundred percent. Yeah, no, it's weird. I don't get it. There's nothing waiting for you. Yeah. 
And I feel like people have tried. Like, I think there's a PLL. Is that like the professional lacrosse league? Yeah, but yeah. that's also like when David Beckham went to the Galaxy <laughs> and he was playing with guys who like, this is their part-time job and they also, you know, clean pools. A hundred percent. And they were saying like, David Beckham's like playing with the pool cleaner. Yeah. But I think that's where you have to get like brands and fans. You have to build like sports is such a business, you know, and it's not just because they were talking a lot about like even the salary cap, like they didn't have money to play to pay people. You have to get brands involved. They have to sponsor the stadiums. You have to get people to buy tickets like it's got to be like a whole ordeal. I feel like all of that business stuff is easier than getting fans to care. I would agree. Because you like can't pay for that. Yeah. It reminds me of that episode of Mad Men when that guy um, hired like the Don and the boys to do advertising because he wanted, he was like trying to make a sports league of his like dumb sports game. Do you remember that? No. no. Hold on. I want, it was like. I need to rewatch Mad Men. I really love that show. Oh my God, show. it's so good. It's, it's such so good. a good rewatch. I watched it like just so long ago. I watched it probably six years ago, so I'm not ready for a, re- a rewatch. Um, but it's so good. The suitcase. Uh, well, anyways, while anyways, you're, it was just yeah. a random sports. Say it was like pickleball, and like someone like was literally wanted to pay them like millions of dollars to like advertise for their sport to like make people care. And yeah, it, well, it, pickleball is another really interesting one because that's actually like people care about it, but there's no business around it. Yeah, you know, there's no like. Of official There's leagues no, it's not an olympic sport is it i don't think so i, I feel like know. it actually might become one they added a bunch of sports recently like skateboarding and oh did they yeah and i feel like you actually have a better shot of like becoming an olympic sport yeah they'll really give you anything at over at the olympics There's another olympics except next lacrosse year. that's so exciting i know in paris actually, i think lacrosse, lacrosse might be an olympic sport i don't well is lacrosse very much an american sport the thing about the olympics is that it has to be a global sport that's like we true. don't play croquet here you know like there has there it has and to be something like that football people play is everywhere. not an olympic sport right because like we only play it here and they're still trying to make fetch happen in london and it's just not happening 10 yeah. years later yeah yeah Interesting. Like, I don't even know if it's been 10 years, but there's always a London game. Because, yeah. like, as a girly with a husband that ride or dies for football, like, you know that your Sundays from September through February are shot to hell. But really, Eastern Standard Time, it doesn't start until 1. So you can have your morning. But with these fucking London games, now the 9 a.m. start or 10 a.m. start, and it's like, give us a fucking break. Yeah. Sundays and Mondays and Thursdays. And then with college football, you have Fridays and Saturdays. And it's like, when are we supposed to watch Love is Blind? It's so true. Even though now Did that you watch Love Claudia is Blind and I, season? I watched in the background of Zach. So I know some of the storylines. Cause okay. like I would, he was always watching and I would like sometimes tune in, tune out. Um, but also now that Claudia and I are sp- like football fans, it's kind of like not enough football. Like so many nights we're like, is football on tonight? No. Ugh. Oh my God. Like I'm really, not only have sports just There's only been, like two nights right now that football is, isn't on. I think it's like choose. And we're craving it. Honestly, I find football to right now, eat, like, first of all, the sports teams have just been like so solidly standing with Israel. And so I stand with anyone who does 100%. that. But even before that, I just, it's very like kind of mind numbing, like to just yeah. watch it. And maybe that's why the men like it. And it's like almost like therapeutic. Like there's, it's just- it's very American. No, it's like, I don't know. It's just, it was calming, weirdly. Oh, really? Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. Because usually everyone's like, Hoorah! you know, yeah, like, yeah, it's no, like, go, get them. Not you know? for me. I'm like, oh, you, you know, do your thing, boys. You play beautiful ball. <laughs> <sighs> now, are you ready for our next story? Which yes. I need to get your take on. Is this number four or number this five? This is number four. Okay, great. 
Justin Timberlake is all over the news as Britney Spears' memoir, Bombshells, continued yeah. to be revealed. Yesterday, it was revealed. I know Claudia and Jackie S. spoke about it. Um, she talked about why she shaved her head. She talked about the fact that she had an abortion when she was dating Justin Timberlake. Yeah. And now she's accusing him of cheating on her with another celebrity in her explosive memoir after revealing that she had an abortion with the singer at 19. So Britney has accused Justin of cheating on her during their three-year relationship. The singer made the claims in the upcoming memoir, The Woman in Me, which will be published on October 24th. Brittany, who dated Justin from 1999 to 2002, didn't name the person he cheated on her with, referring to her as another celebrity. According to TMZ, the star also said in her book she did not wish to name the woman because they have a family and she doesn't want to embarrass them. That's nice. That is so nice. Not so much grace for him, though. No, no. Um, so this, you know, I think we all knew that Justin Dimmerlake would be running and hiding when this memoir came out. So far, it's really not good for him. Also, she, I, I haven't read, like, the whole excerpt or, nor the whole book, obviously, because yeah. it's not out yet. But when she talked about the abortion, like she said that like Justin didn't want to have a baby and that he said that that. we're not ready for parents. I don't know how she felt about it. Right. But like that's not a great look for him. And then also like cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. Yeah. He's. I think the reason why, you know, I think that that relationship, obviously, I don't know, Brittany, but I think it did a lot of damage for her, you know, and like she was so young and thrown into the limelight in such a major way and I honestly really feel for her deeply. Like, I just think that I can't wait to read her book. I love a celebrity memoir. I don't read much. But You're like, going to read I the would, book? A hundred percent. I will This read is it. making me, when the, when it was all coming out that she was writing a book and, and really it was like her talking to a therapist and like someone recording everything because yeah. like she's not really writing it, admittedly. Yeah. Um, I was like, mm, I'm not interested. But now I'm becoming more interested in hearing like her story and the circumstances that led her to where she is right now. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think for us, you know, when we were kids, she was the biggest, she was like the Taylor Swift. She was the biggest yeah. star on the planet. And so it's interesting to hear about, and it was the same with the Jessica Simpson memoir, because some of the things that she talked about, like I remember being, you know, nine, 10 years old and like, you know, what I, what I saw versus what she actually experienced in all of those things. Um, so I definitely will be reading it. And I honestly just really feel for Brittany. And I think that I'm glad that she's getting the opportunity to tell her story. Listen, um, if she says Justin, wasn't, didn't Justin Timberlake cheat on Jessica, Jessica Biel? Yeah, he was holding another woman's hand yeah. like, on a movie Yeah, shoot. something in New Orleans, yeah. I feel yeah. like. Yeah, they yeah. were like out. So I don't know. Where there's smoke, there's fire maybe. Obviously, I'm not going to say whether he's a cheater or not because I don't know, but... I am ultimately glad that Brittany is able to tell her story, her experience, how she viewed it. I think it's going to be, you know, very cathartic for her. And I think that she she feels like she hasn't been able to have a voice for a very long time. So I'm glad that she's getting the opportunity to do so. And I would imagine, you know, there were a lot of crazy things that happened in that time frame that there must be a lot of crazy stories behind the scenes because of it. Right. Yeah. So no, I actually, I'm changing my tune. I, I, I'm going to read this book and I'm taken back to how I felt like Jessica Simpson's book when it, it was announced she was writing a book. Like I didn't have a thought one way or the other, but in the weeks leading up to the book coming out, we had stories every day about things that were coming out from the book and it was so interesting. Yeah. And I read the book and it was one of the best books I've ever read. So Agreed. I'm going to give Brit that same chance. Like they've pulled me in. Congratulations. hundred yeah. percent. PR machine. You did it. You did it. Um, 
how does this make you feel about Justin being an NSYNC stan? And the stanhood, as you said, still lives. Like, where does this fit into that? Well, one thing interesting to know about me is that I'm not a Justin Timberlake NSYNC ride or die girly. I am a JC Chazé all the way. Yeah, um, that's a handsome man. Yeah. I don't know. He was always like my favorite, like my school binder folders. It was just like photos of him. Like, and who was your even... favorite from Backstreet Boys? Jackie, I was not a Backstreet Boys fan. There was, but if I had to pick someone, it would have been Brian. Okay, Jackie, do you just want me to admit that That's here? what I was waiting for. Thank you. Um, but yeah, no, I love JC. I didn't, Justin wasn't my favorite. And it's so funny, like when I think about NSYNC, like I actually don't think about him. Like I think about JC, I think about Lance, I think about Joey Fatone. Lance. Like they're killer, amazing people. And Justin Timberlake is just not really on the radar for me as much as like you would think just knowing that of course in the band he was the star but I wasn't into the star that's so funny I also just wonder though the nature of his relationship with the other guys you know well I feel I, like they're all still friendly they are and they're yeah. working together again I think they're like kind of putting feelers out to see if people are interested the back people are interested have people had are a lot interested of success and I also think him like kind of hiding behind his bandmates right now at a time when like he's about to become very unpopular but then the nostalgia of NSYNC like kind yeah. of will buoy that negative press that he's going to get from this memoir I, yeah. I think it's a little calculated and it's not the worst idea it's definitely calculated. I mean, I also, I don't know who can, who even knows what he was going through then just being, you know, 19, 20 years old, like thrown into the limelight as well. Factual. He should write a memoir. Were they in Mickey Mouse Club together? Yes. Yeah. So like God knows what they've been through, you know? Yeah. He should JC write a memoir. Chazé, who, can you look up all the people that were in Mickey Mouse Club together? It's such a wild, interesting list. Yeah. It's like Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Jessica Simpson. Yep. Um, you obviously have Brittany, Brittany, Justin. There's some um, other people that are big names that you would never know. I think Fel Christina Aguilera. Yeah. But, um, this is either going to be a hundred percent wrong or a hundred percent right. Kerry Russell. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Which so is so interesting because you would never think about her in like a song or dance sort of way. Right. She's just a straight up serious actress. Felicity, you know? Yeah. And Americans, which is a AC. good show. Yeah. So far we've got everyone. Um, and now the rest name? of these people, I don't know them. Yeah. I think Car I looked it up recently. I think Carrie Russell was like the shocker. Yeah. She's, she, was yeah. There. Can you imagine, you know, each other since what you're like 12, 13, then you're hoisted into the limelight. Then you're in a relationship. You have all these people like controlling your every move. You know, you just don't even know the mental state of any of these people at that moment in time. But I think that it obviously greatly impacted Brittany and rightfully so. And I'm glad that I'm excited to read the story from her perspective. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Now it's time for our fifth and final story. Some more relationship news. Oh, wow. Real Housewives of New York alum Tinsley Mortimer is engaged to Robert Bovard and she's getting married next month. Mazel so Tins, the Tins is engaged and she's getting married in less than a month. Sources close to the socialite tell page six that she's betrothed to one Robert Bovard and they'll getting they'll be getting hitched in Palm Beach. Mortimer um, was the center of the celebrity social scene in the early 2000s. And she went on to star in Bravo's Real Housewives of New York City, which is how, you know, we've been talking about her recently. Obviously, there was Tinsley and Scott. She was engaged to him. We really thought she found her happy ending. She did not. But now it seems that she has. Is it a business bamboo? It is. Because like, he seems to be pretty low-key. Um, he's somewhat of a mystery. He proposed with an emerald engagement ring, but it's Lovely. unclear how long they've been dating or even exactly when he proposed. But Great. they're getting married in a month. And I'm just really happy for Tinsley to get married. 
Me too. Now let me ask you a question. Is her, is she Tinsley Mortimer? Mortimer is a married name, right? Mortimer's her married name, so yeah. Is she going to be Tinsley Bovard? I think so. I think that would be the most respectful to her new husband, like instead yeah. of keeping her old husband's name. Right. Maybe she'll be like- um, Tinsley Mortimer Bovard. Yeah. Yeah. Because we know her as Tinsley Mortimer. Right. That's what I'm saying. But yeah. also the name Tinsley is unique enough that she could change her last name and we know who they were talking about. A hundred percent. Yeah. She's like one name wonder vibes for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I I wasn't really, and I still don't keep up with Real Housewives of New York, but um, I'm, again, just happy for anybody finding their happiness. You're so, like... I am. Listen, it's like, you know... It's hard out here. It's Especially hard out she's here. really been through it. Like, you know, the saga of her and Scott? He was a businessman, Bo. I don't know. So. Um, They met while she was on the show. Carol introduced him. We actually saw their first date on the show. Cute. They were such a cute couple. Like, he seemed so into her, and she was, like, so into him. Yeah. And... He, like, wouldn't really commit to her, but then he, like, finally did, and then they, like, broke up because he, like, lives in Chicago, and then they got back together, and she was like, fuck it, I'm moving to Chicago. She left her house as New York. She got, he, she, he proposed to her, like, she's living in his penthouse in Chicago, like, the fairy tale come true, you know, she's the exception, not the rule, uh, and then, like, they split again. Oh, no. Yeah. So she's really, like, been through it. Yeah, 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 for sure. So, yes, I'm very happy for her. Yeah, I Mazel think. Yeah. Happy for tins. Yeah. Okay, so now it is time for Dear Toasters, our weekly advice segment. I've got Troutskin here to help give advice. Before People we get- People want to know why you call me Troutskin, by the way. Oh, this is an easy one. Um, when we were younger, like her name is Olivia, obviously, so I called her Oliver. And then I thought the orphan Oliver Twist, like I thought it was Oliver Trout for a second, so I was just like calling her Trout. Um, I realized quickly that it was Oliver Twist, but like Trout stuck. And then we watched a lot of Hannah Montana at that time, and she was- rattling on about trout skin that's so miley stewart um so once i heard trout skin on hannah montana i started calling her trout skin the nickname laid dormant for about 15 years but then when i moved back when i moved down here we're like spending all this time together like i just got back into calling you trout yeah and it's really been a blessing and a joy totally yeah no people are like it's disgusting i'm like you don't even know the origin story okay i call my sisters trout skin snitch and turdy like take your pick yeah each one is worse than the next. I think trout skin is actually the best of them all. No, turdy really is. Oh, but turdy is a turd. Yeah. I think turdy's the worst. I know, but, but it's she just loves like, it. Yeah, it's so cute. <laughs> it's so funny. I wonder what I would call myself if I was in charge of my I own feel like, nickname. yeah, like you, I just call you Juger. Like you don't yeah. really have. I don't have a nickname because I make the nicknames. Yeah, you do. You're the nickname girl. So I wonder what my nickname would be. Yeah. If someone else was the nickname person. Yeah. Makes you think. Well, Dear Toasters and today's episode are brought to you by AG1. And I'm so glad Olivia is here I on this episode because AG1. she could do the ad read because she is AG1's number one fan. Yes, I am. So AG1 has everything that you need during, for your day. You drink AG1 in the morning. It could be before a workout, while you're making your coffee. It's just a great way to start your day and will make you feel unstoppable, ready to take on the day, ready to go, like you're doing something good for your body. So AG1 is a foundational nutrition supplement that delivers comprehensive nutrients to support whole body health. It has so many greens, nutrients, everything. You put it in your bottle with water, shake it up Chicago, down it, and it gives you everything that you need for the day. Can you tell me about your experience with AG1? Because I'm literally sitting here with AG1's number one well, fan. Well, I literally cannot wait for the code because I buy a full boat myself because I'm obsessed. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm glad to share. I am actually AG1's number two fan, and AG1's number one fan is my husband, Zach Shapiro. Like, there will literally never, he will never miss a day. Like, he will never miss a day. We live for AG1. 
it's so crazy because ever since we started taking it, it's unbelievable. You can really feel the difference. Like you just feel brighter, like more mental clarity, like everything flows better. And, you know, I think as a 30 something, it's not always easy to get all of your vitamins. And you know, it's just super important for all the reasons why you need all the different vitamins, but you're not going to go there. I think like 75 vitamins and nutrients in AG1, right? Like you're not going to go take 75 pills. Right. So like you have this like green juice essentially in the morning, you know, you're doing good for your body. And then you start the day. Like I just literally, when we went to New York for Charlie's Briss, we didn't bring AG1 with us. And Zach made Margot Bring, bring it because she had it at us. her apartment yeah. but you know they also have single serving age you want well, travel now we, packs i now i have that and i have the the, <laughs> the drops as well no i have everything it's no, laid out like it's perfect it's, there's my coffee bar is like coffee and then there's ag1 and high vitamins and the vitamins are for the kids and the ag1 is for zach and i and that's like the morning setup like everybody just take your vitamins drink your coffee move on with your day i love it so if you yeah. want to take ownership of your health try ag1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin d and five free ag1 travel packs with your first first purchase go to drinkag1.com slash toast that's drinkag1.com slash toast check it out well my husband's gonna be so fucking excited also today's episode is brought to you by the farmer's dog so the results of switching your dog's food from kibble to fresh can seem like magic when a senior dog starts acting like a puppy again and the pickiest of eaters can't wait for for dinner time you might think some spells were cast but the farmer's dog doesn't use any sorcery or secret ingredients to make their fresh food just science so if you don't know the farmer's dog it makes and delivers fresh healthy dog food it's developed by vets nutritionally balanced and made from real healthy ingredients to human human food safety standards. It's the best option for dogs at all life stages because it's not kibble, it's not canned goo, it's just real healthy food. So I actually was seeing these farmer's dog videos where they show you like how kibble gets made and also like why people started making kibble to begin with. And it's really disgusting. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, and it's like, we love our Strice brethren. Why not Strice eating fresh, healthy food? Like it's a no brainer. Once you realize it, you're like, oh, duh. hundred percent. I obviously don't have a dog, but I've actually, I've heard like amazing things. Amazing things. Dog. Shinier coat, better smelling breath, feeling younger, more vibrant. It's so, so it's great like for your dog. for dogs. <laughs> Literally. It doesn't matter if your dog is young or old. It's always the right time to begin investing in their health, health, helping you live more healthy, happy, and full years together. Aww. Also the farmer's dog commercials just like could bring a tear to the eye. Totally. That means more magical moments with your dog, but no actual magic required. Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash toast. Plus you get free shipping. Just go to thefarmersdog.com slash toast. Go to thefarmersdog.com slash toast to get 50% off your first box plus free shipping. That's a great deal. Thank sure you. is. Thank you to our sponsors. Now it is time. Great sponsors. We do our best. We do all right. Yeah. Well, you know why? It's because I feel like there's so many great brands out there and those are like four amazing brands and like perfect representation of all things that are toasty. So I love that. Thanks. Well, Dear Toasters is our advice segment where we uh, take your advice questions and we give our advice on your advice questions. You can submit to deartoasters at gmail.com or at thetoastpodcast.com. Um, we have a uh, submission box. And you can take our advice or not, you yeah. know? Yeah, take it or leave it. Yep. First up, hi, Jackson McClurd, asterisk, Troutskin. Let's bust the elephant in the room. 
How many girlies are out here on NFL Sunday having a day of football watching with their friends slash pjoms and have absolutely no idea what the fuck is going on? Mm. I'm like not a girl to be like, I'm not like other girls, of course. I mean, I like football, have been around it, grown up watching it with my dad my whole entire life. But I could not explain anything to you beyond the basic logistics of the game to save my life. Am I stupid? Also, how do men memorize the name, draft your college, asshole color of every player? I don't get it. I'm stressed. I'm insecure in a social football setting because I have nothing intelligent to contribute. I guess I'm just asking for a gauge here from the toasters across the nation. How much of watching football is knowing what's going on for real and how much is pretending to know? Also, bonus advice, how do you play it well at pretending to know? What a great... Dear Toasters, I feel like I'm the perfect person to answer this because there are a lot of questions in there. So I want to yeah, make sure yeah, we address just, them all. Yeah. So field, right? Basically what football is about is you're trying to get from one end of the field to the other. I think she, she no, must no, surmise just, that. Okay. starting from the beginning. Okay. And you have two different ways you can score. You can score a touchdown, which is six points, and then you kick for an extra point seven, or you could just kick a field goal and you get three points. Essentially, the way to get down the field is you have four downs or four tries to go 10 yards. So first down or first in 10 is your first try to get to 10. If you then get a second down, second and five, that means it's your second try within the four trying to get the rest of that five. So everything is about you have four tries to get 10 yards and you're just trying to get 10, 10, 10, 10, 10 all the way down to get to the other end of the field to score. Now, sometimes you will be at third and seven or third and long, right? And essentially, if you don't get to the marker that you need to get to, you will be at fourth down. And what happens most time on fourth down is the team doesn't take their fourth chance. They just then kick the ball to the other team because if you go on four, and you don't get the yardage that you need. So let's say it's fourth and three, and you need three yards, but you you don't get it. Then the team gets the other team gets the ball from exactly where you left off. So what you're always trying to think about is the position of the other team to score, and then you're taking basically three or four attempts to get all the way down the field. Now the one thing that I'll say about football is. It is very confusing. And it's like, who came up with that? I always think about that when I'm watching football. I'm like, who came up with these rules and these attempts and all these things? You know what's confusing to me? Yeah. So on the TV, they show you the line of like what they need to get past. Yeah. But like, how do the players know where it is? Because like, they're always fighting on the line that's like CGI. I, you know what? It's so funny. I actually, I asked Zach that. And I think like, that's just what makes you good at the game. It's the same way when you play tennis and you know, like exactly how hard to hit it so that it stays in the baseline. It's like, they know where the marker is in their mind. They like know how the, they basically okay. know where they need to get to. Okay, you know? cool. Um, but I think the more you watch, the more you learn. You know, I think ultimately a lot of people don't really understand the nuances of everything that's going on. And I most certainly don't. But again, no, I really appreciate your was that your stab at explaining. I kind of got lost in the middle, but also I'm not so interested in learning. (laughs) So for this girl, one, like listen to Olivia's recap and maybe that will help. I hope it was helpful. It's it's hard to explain. You know, I mean, it's so confusing. Like I have a basic understanding, but when it comes to the first and tens and downs, I don't. That's where they lose me. But I don't really like care to know more. I'll just let the announcers explain but what I will say a good piece of advice like so often Zach has his sports shows like commentary shows playing like in you know 
in the background of our lives. Um, he likes Colin Cowherd, which I don't like. He also watches PTI every day. And I'm not saying you need to go and watch those shows, but like I get so many talking points like for this show from overhearing it from those shows yeah. or even if you're watching the game they have like you know the commentators like just chiming in about what's going on with yeah. the players and like I get a lot of information that way so that's a good way to fake it because then you could be like oh I heard um you know Christian McCaffrey like I did hear Christian McCaffrey said that like Kyle Juszczyk is the fixer of the game like he'll see the the whole field and the whole team and he'll figure out a way to like fix what's fucked up in their lineup yeah. like good to know also like I remember you know you can make interesting trade news based on like real estate acquisitions like I remember it was like rumored someone was going to one team because he bought a house there like yeah it's just I would pick up on that and then of course Charity and I always love the celebrity element like you can just watch the game who's dating a celeb start chatting well I think what's also that the thing that I wanted to say that I thought was really interesting is like how do they know every player what team they played on what team they previously played on what mm -hmm. freaking college they went to and just like think about it in the terms of the bachelor right like think about how many literally dozens of bachelor contestants you know you know how far they got like and we oh, only watch them like for three months and one season yeah and like because they're watching every single week, they're reading news about it. They're read, seeing, listening to podcasts about it. They're watching, you know, sports commentator programs about it. Like this is basically not to make like an even comparison, but this is basically like their bachelor. So they know the ins and outs of it. And also, that's why like, they're able to memorize all the information. Real Housewives is also a good touch point. And it's also yeah. like, we know the bachelor, Real Housewives, Vanderpump Rules, every Love is Blind cast member, like all these shows that we watch and like you can name the person, how many Instagram followers, what they're and up that's to. that's what they do with that's what they do yeah. and they've been doing it since they were young and yeah. they actually watch like way more hours of their people than we watch of ours yeah yeah exactly also it will be helpful that now that the toast is a sports broadcast like you can get some information here yeah and, um it's football is really like it is difficult to explain I think the more that you watch it the more that you will learn um but there's always like, there's a lot of things that are so unclear, safety, this. I like, just feel like you don't have to get into the weeds of the game. There are so many like ancillary things about football that you could be contributing to, like a football chili. Maybe you bring your chili and it's about your chili. Yeah. You but can maybe make this person really wants to like understand football. Like she wants to be a football girly, you know? Yeah. But I just feel like there are other ways to like fudge it and get involved in the game without like knowing yeah, the drink downs. drink the spritz, you know? Yeah. So like bring the spritzes to the game watching party, talk about the celebrity connections, you know, regurgitate something that you heard on a sports broadcast you know barstool has a lot of sports shows and i think those guys are funny so that's like a good funny yeah, thing um, my husband listens to part of my take every day that's like his. do you do you hear it because he's listening to it where sometimes does he listen? but he is very respectful like when we get in the car and his phone automatically plays he has to change it to either the little mermaid or beauty and the beast in order yeah. to you know be a functioning member of our car no i'm always having like colin cowherd in my head i've never even heard of that person yes you have no he's I haven't. such a huge sports guy really and zach always watches him and i just like really i don't know why i do not like him and i, I think his takes stink honestly I mean, Except honestly, he does respect. A, he like, does I feel segment. you. I don't does, even know him, but yeah, He sure. does a segment that I um, that I respect. And it's like, you know, sports people, they make all their predictions. And yeah. sometimes they're right, sometimes they're wrong. And he does a segment called Where Colin Was Right and Where Colin Was Wrong. Like, just... Oh, I love the self-awareness. Yeah, me too. Yeah. You definitely know this guy. He does the show The Herd with Colin Cowherd. I'm going to no, show you I a picture. I don't, but show me a picture. He's a nice looking guy. I only guy. know Scott Hansen from NFL Red Zone. Never seen him in my life. Wow. What channel? ESPN? Yeah, I think so. It's like the one of the biggest shows. My husband will be disappointed in me, but it is what it is. Okay, next one. Dear Jackson Claude Asterisk Live. 
I live for Dear Toasters. I'm actually in a situation where I need to write in for help. Okay. My dad has always told me that he'll pay for my wedding as long as I don't live with my fiance before we get married. Well, I got engaged in August and my lease for my apartment ends in November. We don't get married until June 2024 and he never fails to remind us that we can't live together until we're married. So I have two choices. One, respect my dad's wishes and move in with a friend or my brother for seven months so I can still go stay with my fiance whenever I want. Or two, don't tell my dad to fuck off and move in with my fiance since he already gave me the wedding money. I want my wedding paid for, but I want to be an independent as a 27-year-old and live my life without feeling like my parents still control my life. Please help. I think like both options are totally fine. Personally, like when I um, was engaged and didn't, wasn't going to like, you know, get into a new solo apartment, but wasn't going to move in with Zach until we were married, I moved home. So that would be the equivalent of like you living with your brother or a friend. And it was nice. I spent all my time. Actually, no, I'm sorry. Zach and I. You were living together when you got engaged? Yeah, but we couldn't live together until we got engaged. So until we got engaged, I lived at home because I wasn't going to get another apartment on my own. Right. So this is just like a little bit further down the road. But I think it's like, I think if you, if you already have the wedding money, like sure, you could shirk what your dad says, but. Yeah, but like, do you really want to have like drama with your dad? No, especially not around your wedding, which is a happy time. I think, listen, if it's so beyond important to you to live with your fiance before you're married, then you should just really sit down with your dad and just lay out your points. Like, this is why it's important to me. And I think just being really respectful and say, I really respect why you feel the way that you do. And I don't I just want to explain my side of like why this is important to me or why I feel strongly. I think that's fruitless. Like her dad feels this way. He's felt this way forever. It's always been the rule. Like trying to change his mind. I I know, but sometimes there's nuance there, right? Because like if your dad really likes the guy that she's with, you know what I mean? Like he's a good guy. Like I wouldn't just take the money and run because I just don't think that that's going to have you let you have a good relationship with your dad in the future personally I would play by the rules I would wait to seven months I'd move in with a friend or a brother spend all my time at my fiance's the one other thing here is like do you need your dad's money for the wedding you know even if she could do it on her own it's super helpful to have I mean of course I'm just saying like you know weigh all the options yeah I would I would play by the rules it's seven months it's not a big deal and it'll mean a lot to your dad I think you could do it I think so too I'm also a fan of sit down with your dad and just give it one last hoorah, you know? Yeah. Even if it's fruitless, you know, I just think sometimes just having like a face-to-face conversation, like this is important to me. I understand your point. I, you know, I think people just like want to be understood and heard. And then obviously everybody can go and make their own decisions, but keep us posted. Yeah, they they do sometimes. Next one, Jackson, Turdy Lou, Asterix, Trouskin Lou. Longtime listener, I truly think of you girlies as part of my family. I listen so often. Thank you. I need your help. My husband is an engineer and tells these very technical stories that seem to never end. How do I respectfully tell him to shut the fuck up and not discuss at length these granular, detailed, horrifically specific and boring stories about work without being a bitch of a wife? We've been married five years, together for 10. He's a P-jom in all other aspects of life. Oh, I think you just have to like (laughs) grin and bear it. I don't know how you could say that. Like one, without hurting his feelings and two, with being effective. Like people are the way that they are. I was just going to say men are horrific at like telling stories but the thing is I have the opposite issue like I only get like if I'm like what what's the tea what happened like I get one word so you know we all have our crosses to bear telling me a story literally yesterday about work and like both of the women like had the same name and he like wasn't distinguishing between them and I was like 
what the fuck are you talking yeah. about? You know, like I just feel like men are really shitty communicators, whether they over communicate or under communicate. And I think maybe it might be helpful for you to like, just tell your husband, like, I really like, feel free to tell me all these stories all the time. But, like, I don't actually understand what you're no, talking about. That's not no. what she, like, I don't think it's no, about understanding. Gra- it's like, she's bored to tears. No, I know. But like, and also if he takes more time to explain, like that's a longer that's story. Worse. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you could, I, some, like, I think this is something you just have to accept. But it's sometimes kind of you could like, be like, what's the gist? Or like, what's the bottom yeah, TLDR, line? TLDR. Yeah, TLDR me. It's kind of like those friends that you have. And I know you know exactly who I'm talking about when, like, you call them and you straight up just leave the phone and put it on mute and walk away. You know, but obviously oh, you can't do that. I've never done that. Oh my God. Oh my God. That's what cr- are you doing? I've never, I, well, I'm not super close with people who like tell dreadful stories because, like, that is you a can't pet peeve of mine. I'll tell you who I do that with because like I just cannot. But that's besides the point. Point is, um, if you have an amazing husband and this is his fatal flaw, then you probably girly have to suck it up because it could be 10,000 times worse. I agree. And I think it's actually very sweet that he wants to tell you every nitty gritty shitty detail of his day. Ultimately, it's a sweet trait and that he wants to explain these technical things so that like you understand and that you... Maybe you can like have these conversations like while you're cooking or like doing laundry. So like you can pretend you're listening, but you're not. And you could also like be being productive. It's not like you just like lost all these this time. Right. Just sitting there on the couch, like listening to granularity about engineering. Yeah. I mean, it would bore me to tears, too. I get it. I would be like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. (laughs) No, but he sounds like such a great guy. Listen, like, would you rather this be his fatal flaw or something else? It's true. You know, it's so it's. There's Boring always something. is wonderful, you know? It is. It's yeah. a it's a luxury. It is a luxury. So best of luck to you too. But like, hang on to this one. He sounds like a good guy. He does. You know? But I'm sure, it, you know, it It can be Maybe you taxing. can hook up with the girl who initially wrote in about football and her husband can give a granular description. They can talk to each other. Yeah, about, you know, all the details. No, I'm kidding. Yes, well, thank you so much, Troutskin. Oh, it's over. It's over. So um, let everyone know where they can follow you, engage with your life if yes. they want more trout. I hope you do. Um, it would be at Olivia Ashray on Instagram. I am not on TikTok because I am too old and I don't know how to use it. Um, do you scroll on? Do you have like a TikTok that yeah. you consume? Yeah. User one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Nice. Yep. That's me. A hundred percent. But you know, I still see the same content on Reels like two weeks later. So Is I, it really two weeks as someone who like does both? Um, I would say it's probably, it's like eight days. And the reason why I know that is because my husband then sends me stuff and I'm like, I saw this already, you know, yeah. and it's really just usually a little over a week out. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, uh, at Olivia Ashray, like, follow me if you like me. And if you don't, you don't have to follow me. And that's very cool. Um, and I respect your wishes to follow whoever you wish. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to The Toast, the millennial morning show. We Should love we just, you. like, go like this? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, like, I do my outro different than Claude. Like, yeah, let me hear have, it. Like, thank you for so much for listening to The Toast. Please subscribe, follow us wherever you can do those things. Please leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and wickedly talented that we are. And have an amazing day. We love you so much. Love ya. Bye. Bye.